This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 139. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you today to record this podcast for you. I just got back from a nice long bike ride, which I always love. So my legs are tired, but my spirit is enriched. So I'm excited to be here and record this for you. The last few podcasts that we've been doing, we've been going over questions to help us move forward with our goals, our relationships, and our money. If you did some introspection or work in these areas after listening to those podcasts, please share some of your work with me by sending me a direct message on Instagram or you can send me an email. I would love to hear about the progress that you're making in your life with your goals and um, how you're using some of the tools that I am teaching on these podcasts. I'm also still compiling a list of questions for my question and answer podcast, and I'm not getting a huge amount. So please, please, please send me some questions for that podcast. You can ask me anything. You can ask me about life coaching. You can present a problem of yours that I will try to coach you through. Anything that you want to hear me talk about, if you want to ask me about my job or my past, whatever you want to ask me about, I'm open to that. So send those questions to jacapeldvm at gmail.com or you can message me on Instagram or Facebook. All of those things will work. I will record that podcast when I think we have enough questions to make it interesting. So send me some questions, please. Also, just to let you know that this week I will be doing an Instagram Live with Vets on the Rise at 8 o'clock p.m. on Tuesday, September 7th. So if you hear this podcast before then, join me on that Instagram Live. I'm really looking forward to that conversation. It's really exciting. So today on this podcast, we will talk about patience, how to increase our patience in general, how to be more patient with clients because Lord knows that we need a lot of patience right now with our clients, how to have more patience with your kids, why we should be more patient, and even patience with yourself. I have a tendency to be one of those people that's very impatient, so this particular topic was suggested by my husband for me to write a blog, and I did about my orchids but I wanted to write a podcast to talk to you about this whole subject. I think it's really interesting and it will help us, including me. So the definition of patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate, delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. And this is really interesting because of that word capacity. I've always thought of myself as very impatient, And I'm the type of person that wants things done fast. I like variety. I always want to move on to the next thing. In fact, that's something that I have to work on. However, I've always been pretty patient when it comes to kids or pets. I love children and I love animals. So my capacity for patience increases when I have to deal with them. 
Also, because I've done work on myself over the years in this area, I have built my capacity for patience. I've learned how to practice being patient. It's something that we can learn and practice and grow our ability. So a short story about myself to illustrate this point is when I was in high school and early college, I worked for a veterinarian as a kennel assistant and veterinary assistant. It was a small one doctor practice and the veterinarian that owned it was super patient most of the time, especially with her clients. She wasn't always patient with me, so she had her moments when she would lose it with the employees. But for the most part, she was an amazing veterinarian and a very patient person. And she hired me and allowed me to shadow at her practice after I begged for a job because I really wanted to be a vet and I wanted to work for a veterinarian. And she then quickly hired me to work um, for her in the summers and after school. So I worked for her the whole time I was in Um, the end of high school and all through college until I got through veterinary school. But I will never forget something that she said to me once and it kind of changed me in a little in a little way because she said, and this is a quote, Julie, you are going to be a bitch to work for. Now, when she said that, I was really appalled. I was like, what? I'm such a nice person. I'm such a hard worker. What are you talking about? And she said, you want everything done yesterday. And because you have that capacity to want everything done yesterday, you're going to be very difficult to work with and for. And she was right about that. I always remember her saying that and her comment. It really caused me to work very hard as a boss when I became a boss to be more patient with other people's work styles And I think it's one of the main reasons that I got so heavily into leadership because I didn't like that comment that she said to me and I didn't want it to be true, even though on some level it probably is a little bit true. I wanted to be a good boss, the best boss, but not a bitch. So hopefully I've learned over the years to be better. But thank you, Kathy, for saying that to me so many years ago. It really did change me. So let's talk a little bit about what are the advantages of being more patient or increasing our capacity for patience. One is is that you make more thoughtful and careful decisions. When I'm feeling frustrated, rushed, or impatient, I don't think as clearly as I would if I was more calm and feeling more patient. And rushing causes us to make irrational decisions. If you slow down and carefully assess your situation, you will make a more sensible judgment. Another advantage to being patient is that you cultivate better and more enduring relationships. And that one seems really obvious. If I'm a nasty bitch, (laughs) I don't have many friends, right? If I'm an accepting, loving, and patient boss, and I acknowledge other people's differences, then I am a better friend, I'm a better boss, I am a better leader. Another advantage to being more patient is that you will think more long-term. If you're patient, you're better able to see the big picture and stay focused and arrive at better conclusions because you are focusing on this long game rather than being super impatient and wanting things to just get done. Another advantage is that you are more peaceful. Impatience makes you tense and stressful. Because when I'm feeling very impatient, that feels like anxiety to me. 
If I feel very anxious with other people, then I don't show up as my best self. I can't be calm. I can't be logical. And so being more peaceful is a reason to strive for patience. And then another reason is that you learn to be more kind. I just had this conversation with one of my coaching clients the other day. We were talking about mean clients. And as soon as we started talking about a client complaining about their bill, she just went from zero to 100. She got really like impatient and upset and was like, well, I would just fire that client. And so we do that with mean clients, right? We go from zero to 60. But if we learn to be more patient when we are with those clients that are a pain in the butt, then we can be more kind. And if we show up as more kind, we're more likely to make logical decisions when clients irritate us. It doesn't mean that we have to keep every client that complains. We certainly can fire clients. But I'd be willing to bet over the years I've fired less than 10 clients because usually if I'm patient and I listen, I can solve their problem without going to being ugly. I can be kinder, I can be more peaceful, and then I can figure things out for them and for my team so that they don't abuse my team in the future. I can set a boundary. So those are the advantages to being more patient, and I'm sure there are many, many others. So if you're a little bit like me and you struggle with being patient, let's talk about how we can work on that. How can we work on being more patient? And I think the first step, as always, and I say this with almost every problem, is start with some introspection. Why do you think you're impatient? Ask yourself that question. Do you hate waiting in lines? Do you get really upset in traffic? Why do you think you hate waiting in lines? Why do you think you hate being stuck in traffic? As you know, I teach all my coaching clients that all of our problems, and I would say the vast majority, are thought problems. So if you hate waiting in line, what are your reasons for that? What are you thinking when you have to wait in line? Are you in a hurry to get somewhere else? Do you think you're wasting time? If you could look inward to think about the thoughts that are causing your impatience, then you can work on them. You'll become more, more in control of your actions when you're feeling impatient. And then you can understand the stressful thoughts about why this Yahoo in front of me is taking so long. Because that's what we think, right? That impatient thought is, why, why am I waiting behind these people that are so slow and so stupid? And then you could maybe change that thought to, why am I letting this person ruin my day? Maybe I can spend some of this time practicing peaceful thoughts. And then I'll have more peaceful feelings. And that's all part of practicing patience. If I know that I'm waiting for my technicians to get my surgeries ready on my surgery day, get them prepped, that's a trigger for me. And I've worked on it over the years because I used to kind of stand there and fret about why it was taking so long and, you know, why is it taking so long to get the IV catheter in and why can't they get them hooked up to the monitors faster? Those were my thoughts. And so I was impatient. But I learned that watching them prep patients for surgery was a trigger for me for my impatience. So now I don't stand there anymore and watch them prep my patients. My brain wants to tell me it's taking too long, but since I know that it's taking exactly as long as it needs to to be safe for my patient, and I know that my techs are really good and they're doing a great job, 
then I can just leave them to it, walk away, not be impatient, and then I can use that time to do something else. I make phone calls, I call back people, I write up records, I might approve drugs while I'm waiting for them to get a surgery patient under, rather than stand there feeling impatient. I can get something done. And I don't want them to rush. I want them to be careful. They're detailed and they're doing things right. So once I figured out that me getting agitated was unreasonable, then I could take action to change the way I'm thinking and acting during that time of impatience. So that's kind of what I mean by thinking about what you're doing and feeling and thinking, looking inward, and then working on the change. Another thing that you can do to become more patient is to practice being more patient. Make yourself wait. It sounds really simple, but it's a great way to improve your capacity to be patient. Let someone go before you in line. Read a really difficult book or magazine article. Because I know sometimes if I'm reading an article and it's super complicated because I'm impatient and I just want the answers, I'll stop reading. But force yourself to do that. Find some puzzles that are difficult for you and work on those. Try learning a new skill like crocheting or knitting or sewing. Skills that take patience in learning. During the pandemic, I started doing something that takes a great deal of patience, and I love it because it's a challenge for me, and it's growing my orchids. And if you've never had an orchid plant, you'll not know how much patience it takes, but I used to buy them at the store with their flowers, and when the flowers dropped, then I would just let them die. I didn't really know what to do with them, or they would just sit there in the pot and do nothing. So during COVID, I decided to study up on orchids and try to get mine to rebloom. And I started out with three that were almost dead. And then I watched some YouTube videos and I repotted them and learned how to water them and light, get the proper lighting, fertilizing, all the things. And it takes months to get them healthy enough to bloom. So it's a very patient undertaking. And I even went to the store and I bought a new one that was already flowered so I could bring it home and show it to my three dead ones or dying ones. And I know that sounds really crazy, but that was what I did. I said, here, friends, this is what I'm looking for. Anyway, so now I have four and they're flowering and it's really exciting and I love it. But I still have to be really patient because they take months to flower and sometimes they don't flower for like a year. And so I have some of these sitting there with just leaves and, it, and they're nice and healthy, but I have to wait for the blooms. So that is my way to practice being patient. And there's many things you can do. Another way to work on becoming more patient is to work more on being comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. Because when you're in a situation that requires patience, like being stuck in traffic or waiting for an appointment, you start to feel anxious and irritable. And I get that way. I used to say that I want to jump out of the car and run myself over. So try to remember when you start feeling like that, your body is feeling uncomfortable, but that's okay. You can't control the situation of the traffic jam but you are in control of your body and your thoughts about the traffic jam. So take some deep breaths, accept the fact that you're not in control. I do this often when owners are yakking my ear off in the exam room. And because I'm impatient in those moments, my head is screaming at me that I just need to interrupt them and leave the room. 
and get on to my next tasks. But if I concentrate on my impatience and the uncomfortable feelings that I'm having with my brain screaming at me to get out of the room, I can practice calming down and listening to the client and practice my patience and listen patiently to these people that are in the room with me, maybe only for five or 10 minutes, but to me, it seems like an eternity. So if I can be uncomfortable on purpose, I can kind of settle in to feeling those feelings and vow just to feel them and be okay with them. And then some of that impatience starts to go away. Another way to practice is practicing your empathy. And I know that we have a lot of empathy that we have to use in our profession. And so sometimes we kind of get burned out and we get that compassion fatigue. But if you practice empathy, When you're feeling impatient, empathy for the person that is causing the delay, empathy for the situation that's causing you to wait, you will create more understanding for others and it will help you to see the weight in a different light. So practicing your empathy in those situations so you can kind of feel bad or feel the feelings of the person that is causing the delay because maybe someone's car broke down. And so instead of feeling angry at them that they're blocking traffic, maybe feeling sorry for them because now they're stuck in a car that won't move and everybody around is impatiently honking their horn at them. So practicing a little empathy will allow you to increase your feelings of patience. Another way is to work on your mindfulness. And some of the things we talked about with looking at your thoughts and looking inward is part of this mindfulness practice. But you can also practice a little meditation. So when I'm getting particularly agitated and I'm trying to coach myself through something that I'm feeling super impatient about, I can start to be mindful that this feeling just means that I'm living life. Feeling all of the feelings and opening myself up to all of it and being present in the moment no matter how difficult it feels allows me to create more room for patience in my life. I think at the time when my son was little, I don't know, he was maybe three or four, and he had a complete meltdown in a store because he wanted me to buy him something and I said no. So during that moment when he's laying on the floor screaming and I'm trying to get him out of the store and I'm trying to finish my shopping and people are looking at me because they think I'm a crazy mother, I can either get really upset that he's jumping up and down and crying and screaming at me, or I can see the amusement in the situation and just let him go through the tantrum and express himself. When people are staring at me while I usher him out of the store, if I remain present, I can feel embarrassed or sad for him that he's so upset. I can feel entertainment and laugh about it at the same time. I can stay mindful in that moment and just breathe and relax. Now, in that situation, I'm not going to be able to meditate for sure, but I might be able to take a few deep breaths. I might be able to get a little chuckle in as the people are looking at me as I'm dragging him out of the store. But if I feel like I want to scream and I just close my eyes for a few minutes and calm my mind, I can begin to think more clearly. And I do recall that in the app Headspace that I use for meditation, there is a whole series on working on patience. 
in which they help you meditate and talk about how to open yourself up to the impatient feelings and allow more patience to come in. And I think I've listened to that part of Headspace two or three times because <laughs> it's such a it's such a hot button issue for me. So another way to deal with impatience and become more patient is to just cut yourself some slack. If you're an impatient person like me, try to be okay with it. Judging myself and being impatient with myself because I'm impatient doesn't help solve the problem. I know that there will be times when I feel impatient with people. I have this problem with my husband, Scott. He's a Southern gentleman that grew up in Louisiana. He's super detailed and careful in his speech and in his thought. And so many times when we're having a conversation, my brain often wants me to just yell at him, get to the point. And sometimes I even say it. And because he's a gentleman and he's used to me, he's used to my impatience. And so oftentimes he'll say, I know, get to the point. And then we kind of joke about it. But sometimes he'll just remind me, look, you're being impatient. You need to listen to me because all these details matter. And I know you don't love detail, but you need to listen. And so if he reminds me of that, then I can become more patient in that moment. I often joke with people that God gave me my husband, Scott, to teach me patience. And I think it's working because he really has helped me. So in order to be more patient, cut yourself some slack Embrace all the parts of your personality that still work together to make you whole. And then continue to work on self-improvement. So even as an impatient person, you can become less impatient. And loving yourself for where you are is really what it's all about. It's all okay. It's a process. We're all working on these things, right? And the last tip I have for you for becoming more patient is something that I always recommend for many issues that you want to fix in your life. It kind of goes back to step one. It's a little bit more introspection, but it's more of an exercise or an activity in introspection. So what I think you can do and what I do often is journal or dump your thoughts onto paper. If you get the thoughts out of your head when you're feeling a certain way, it'll help you to see yourself more clearly and help you change any bad habit. Impatience can become a bad habit, as I'm sure all of you have seen with clients. Clients have developed this habit of impatience with us. And I think on some level, the clients are impatient because of the way the world works on the internet. They're used to getting things quick and easy. And since the pandemic, things aren't so quick and easy anymore. And so they're becoming increasingly impatient with all of us, our team members and us as veterinarians and veterinary technicians. So if you want to change your impatient habit, journal about it. Think about the response that you had to situations recently that were a little bit impatient so you can create awareness. Write down all the thoughts that come up, all the things that you're feeling, and why you think you were feeling impatient. And then just look them over. You don't need to change them. You don't need to beat yourself up for them. That isn't what it's all about. Journaling and dumping your thoughts is all about awareness. The awareness about anything that you're trying to change is a great first step. Just realizing 
what you do when you do it and why is the first step into changing. And don't try to change too fast. Realize that this is a process. I don't think I'm ever going to be a super patient person. I'm great with kids. I'm great with animals. I'm actually pretty good with clients most of the time because I have learned to be. I kind of have a way that I think about clients in a different way than being impatient. And I've learned to be patient with my family, with my husband, with everyone around me. And the hardest part is patience with myself. So it's a process. We don't try to change it overnight. And then one last point that I kind of thought about as I was writing this podcast, sometimes impatience can be useful. Sometimes being a little bit impatient about something might spur you on to doing something that you would not normally do, creating something that might make your life better. For example, if you become impatient with your student loan debt, it might help you work harder to get rid of it. If you become impatient with your inability to do something, it might spur you on to learn something new or to take a class or to take some kind of action towards a better life. If you grow impatient with the way your house looks, it might spur you on to hire a painter or something like that. So just because I talk about patience and impatient and assume that an impatient attitude is always bad, there are some instances when it might be good. And so I just wanted to offer that to you. Realizing when you feeling impatient is damaging to you. And when you feel impatient, that it actually helps you. So if I'm impatient about something outside of myself and it spurs me on to taking a good action, then that sort of impatience might be good. So in the past, I've talked about personality profiling, and I really believe that a lot of the personality profiling systems can help you learn more about yourself. So if you haven't listened to those podcasts about personalities and you're unsure whether in the DISC personality, you're a DIS or a C, or if you're into Myers-Briggs, if you haven't learned about that yet, I would encourage you to really try to study some of those systems and see if you can apply them to yourself with the goal of creating more understanding about the way you see the world. Because I think if you can get a little bit more information about yourself, it will always help you work on yourself. In the DISC system, I am high D and high I, so I am naturally going to be more impatient. I'm naturally going to move fast. I'm naturally going to want to just get to the end without going through all the details. And so learning that about myself, and that's how I'm wired, helps me understand that other people are wired to be more detailed and slow. And I have to honor them for the things that they bring to the table. So if I have a high C technician who's very detailed, then she's the one I want doing my anesthesia, not someone like me that's highly impatient. And so the more you learn about yourself, the better off you'll be when dealing with these kind of issues. So I would encourage you to go back and listen to some of the podcasts that I've done with my daughter Bridget um, and with, I think I did one with Carlene. I think I did one with John Trimatana from the MVMA about personality systems. So go listen to that because that will definitely help you understand yourself more. 
So to wrap up this podcast for you, I have one quote, and it is from Joyce Meyer. And Joyce says, Patience is not simply the ability to wait. It's how we behave while we're waiting. And isn't that true? Behavior all comes from your feelings. So if we can be more patient, we are going to show up in a much better way. Okay, so before I wrap up, I'd like to say if you're struggling with anything this week, please reach out to me for coaching. If it's something about this topic or any other, you can set up a free coaching session on my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. Or if you're too shy to reach out there, you can just send me a message on Instagram or Facebook or email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. I would like to challenge you to take one step this week towards changing your life and feeling better. One step a week, one step a day will allow you to start moving in the right direction. And know that we're all in this. We all have these issues to work on. Doesn't matter how old we are. It doesn't matter how young we are. All of us are struggling with something. And so just be aware that we're all together and we're here to help. And lastly, don't forget to leave me a five-star review if you like this podcast. Please do it and also send me some questions because I really want to do that podcast on question and answers. And then join me on Tuesday night if you hear this before then on the live Instagram. I'm really excited about that. I've never done one before. As always, have a beautiful, productive week. Bye.